Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with Pastor Dale Culbertson, founding pastor of Hope City Church in Evansville. And Pastor Dale has a wonderful wife, Dana, who can really preach herself. Yes, she can. So maybe sometime in the future, we might coerce her to getting on the podcast because she, you, you guys both really blessed people at our church, Pastor. So thank you. Thank you. It was quite the blessing. So well, I'm going to kick it over to you, Pastor, to kind of continue on day two here on your on your testimony and your message, whatever you want to share. All right. Well, you know, one of the things that happened the night that I was born again, it was so funny, is that I was establishing this meeting for uh, all these youths, and I was the only one that got born again that night. But I didn't realize it, but during the service, when the young man started preaching, I began to twist this hymnal. That was in front of me. Found out later it's a brand new hymnals, and I destroyed it that night. I just was under such conviction and so concerned about, you know, what am I going to do? How do I respond to this? What What's going on? I'm the one who's supposed to be in charge, you know, type thing. Wow. And I remember that when I was laid the hymnal down, it was now a loose leaf hymnal. I'd broken it in so many pieces, and I crawled to the altar from the front row. I just couldn't take it any longer. Praise and gave my heart to Jesus Christ. A real experience. And later on, I was apologizing to the pastor that for destroying his hymnal. And he said, son, if I could, I'd lose a hymnal a week if I knew it got somebody born again. Wow. So I've been very thankful about that, Praise you know, how God. he handled it. My greatest joy for me in that experience was... The following Monday, I went to work, and I got in front of the, I called everybody's attention because I was one of the partiers. I was one of the guys who ran with them and did all this stuff. And that Monday morning, I got up in front of them and said, guys, I just want to let you know that last Friday night, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I'm not going to be drinking with you. I'm not going to be running with you. And I said, I, I want to live a life in front of you that's a new man. Wow. Praise God. Pastor, there is so much in both of those. First of all, coming forward as being the coordinator of this event. I bet you the devil was telling you all oh, sorts of things. Oh, you're a fool. You're a fool. They're going to think you're nuts, you know, this kind of thing. Wow. But that decision changed your whole eternity. Yes, it did. Praise God. And boldness at work, you know, because, you know, maybe Pastor, share a little bit about I always get concerned when you talk to people that they don't really have a born-again experience to share with you. And yours was so powerful, and so was mine. It just makes you wonder, because, you know, when you, when you give your life to the Lord, your your life just changes so profoundly. And maybe you can share anything, experience you've had there where people, maybe there's people listening that have never had that experience. They just kind of grew up and went to church or whatever, but there's there's power in that conversion. Well, you know, the the biggest thing for people that have been raised in church, like I was, but I, I did have an experience with God as a young person. Yeah. And I went along with that. But my experience was almost stunted or aborted. I knew there was Jesus. I wanted to do it. But I didn't want to live right. Yeah. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do because I wanted to do it. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of people that have that kind of relationship with God. They know he's there. They oh, know his son's on. Jesus. Yep. And that Jesus has paid a price for them, but they don't understand the magnitude of that price that he paid and the willingness that he paid it. Wow. And when that happens, then you have people that I think have a shallow relationship. I don't want to judge anyone, but 
when you have an experience that absolutely transforms your life, you cannot realize how powerful it is to know that you're headed one direction and through an instant of receiving Christ, you've done a 180. You're wow. now going a different direction. You're going from descending into hell into ascending into heaven, being brought into heaven. In fact, in fact, right now, according to the scriptures, I'm seated in heavenly places. Praise God, Pastor. Got joint seating with Jesus. And that is a powerful statement. And I believe that when people have that that kind of relationship with Jesus, it changes them from the inside out. It doesn't mean that I never made any mistakes. I've made yeah. a buku of them since yeah. then. But I always knew that I had one who would listen to me, one who understood me, and one who cared about getting me back on the straight path. Yeah. Well, you know, Pastor, we had shared in between podcasts about you know, my experience, and I won't get to all the details, but, you know, when I finally gave my heart to Jesus, you know, I heard the still small voice of the Holy Spirit say, before this day, you're going to hell for eternity. I appreciate your emotion, Pastor, because I get emotional when I preach sometimes. I'm so thankful God saved me. Amen. You know, because I was on a high-speed train to hell, and God rescued me from that. And, you know, when you're talking about living right, you know, Pastor, it's so important. We want to be a bright light to those around us. Now, you know, when I got saved, I quit drinking, too. It's like so many people want to Same live here. in the world. They, they, they're they not going to be a bright light. But it, it brings me to Matthew chapter 4, you know, when Jesus was led up to the wilderness in 40 days of fasting and, you know, tempted of Satan and so on. But when he began his ministry, you know, at that point, basically, I love verse 17 because it says that Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? That's turning 180 degrees in the other direction and turning away from sin, not coddling your sin and and kind of tucking it in and say, well, I won't sin. I'll sin half as much, whatever, you know. Well, the word repent actually means to change your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Your way of thinking before was that you thought this was fine. Yep. But then under God's influence, you suddenly realize that's not so good. Mm-hmm. Not only with the drinking and all these things. And, and Christianity is not about a bunch of don'ts. You don't drink, you right. don't smoke, you don't. Yes, it's a really about the do's that I do hear the Holy Spirit's voice. I do believe the word of God to be true. I do believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I'm so busy following the do's, I don't have time for the don'ts. Oh, come on. You know, and that leads to my second, the second point on that in Matthew chapter four. First, he said, repent. And then in verse 19, he said, follow me. Yes. And you'll be a fisher of men. And so, and following me means following the word because he is the word, yes. right? So people that say they're following Jesus and then they, they want to support ungodliness and vote for ungodliness, those type of things, they're really not truly following Jesus. But I'm, gonna let, I'm sorry to interrupt your passion. No, no, continue no, that's on there. fine. Uh, no, but these are, these, everything that we're discussing are really a, about that moment that we have to come to a place of realizing that Jesus is not content for us to know about him but to know him. Yeah. I, I happen to like a, a Bible translation called the Amplified Bible. And in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, it adds five words. And you'd say you shouldn't add words. And these are not words that you're changing the meaning. These are words that explain the meaning. Amen. Because it says that I might know him in the King James But it says in the Amplified, for my determined purpose, it's the idea behind that, uh, that I might know him. 
that did, that I really, I really want to know him. Yeah. I really, my determined purpose is that I may know him. Yeah. I want, I want to have that kind of place and relationship that I don't know about what God's doing. I know him. I'll give you another example. It says Moses knew the ways of God and the people of Israel knew his acts. The acts are events, mm-hmm. but the ways are why the events take place, yeah. to have a more intimate knowledge of him. God wants his people to have that kind of knowledge of him, yes. that we are deeper invested in that. And that comes about through a, a real heart change. Praise God. Well, Pastor, if you would pray for our listeners, we'll get on to day three here shortly. Well, Father, I thank you that no one will be satisfied with just head knowledge about you. But they would come and be like Paul and have it in their hearts that they would have a determined purpose to know you better, to know the power outflowing from the resurrection, that they would see themselves as not only new creatures, but creatures that are aligning themselves with you, Father God. People that are aligning themselves with your plans, purposes, and pursuits. And we thank you for it, Father. And we ask in the name of Jesus that your will, your will be manifested in the lives of those who are listening today. Amen. Amen. And Pastor, if you would pass along your contact information, I'd sure appreciate it. Sure. My phone number is 812-457-8587. That's area code 812-457-8587. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Looking forward to tomorrow, folks. And we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.